Hey mamas, this is Playfully Faithful Parenting, and I'm your host, Joy Wenling. I'm a seminary grad and children's and family minister turned stay-at-home mom to my five girls. Spiritual parenting is my calling, and it's my passion to help other mamas disciple their kids using the power of play and their own authentic daily walk with Christ. If you're a mama who wants to introduce your kids to Jesus and watch as the Holy Spirit transforms their lives, this is the place for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's dive in and see how we can partner with God today. Hey mamas, welcome to Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'm Joy and I am sick. And that is why this episode, if you're listening in real time, is being released a few hours late is because I have had a fever 103. I don't know the last time I had a fever of 103. A couple of my kids had croup. And so we are still all healing and adjusting. But I didn't want to miss an opportunity to spend some time with you. Some of my girls are in a local free group called Dino, and it's by Big Brothers Big Sisters. And they just get to go occasionally on these free field trips. And um, they've done some really cool things. But this time, I'm getting to do this really cool thing because of Big Brothers Big Sisters, Puget Sound. And they have offered four weeks every other week. So eight weeks of four trainings with Julie King, who is the author of How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen, and also How to Talk When Kids Won't Listen. And she is face-to-face with us in a Zoom um, talking about her book, How to Talk When Kids Won't Listen. I will put a link in the show notes to this. And so I just wanted to talk a little bit about feelings. So this book is not a Christian book, but um, I do love how to talk so little kids will listen. I've not read how to talk when kids won't listen yet, but I'm working on it. I'm going through it with the author, which is so cool. Session one was all about handling our kids' emotions. And we probably know that that's better done when we have a handle of our own emotions. In Connected Families, we talk about the foundation, being a safe place. That means not bringing our own baggage into our kids' situations. What I loved about this meeting with Julie is that we went through eight ways that we as parents can typically respond to our kids' emotions. And she did this in a way that um, we she kind of role-played ways that um, would translate if we were to do that to an adult or if an adult, another adult, were to respond to us and our feelings in that way. And this is something that I have found so helpful in my parenting. How would I feel? How would I want to respond? Not how would I, based on my maturity and wisdom, but how would I want to respond if somebody were to talk to me the way that I spoke to my kids? Um, And so she talks about 
um, these different ways. And it's been such a helpful tool for me to think about how I would respond. So I want to encourage you to do that as you are considering, praying, reflecting on how to respond to your kids, especially their big emotions, but not just big emotions, any emotions. How would it feel if someone were to talk to you that way? Just because children are children doesn't mean that they aren't human. They aren't created in the image of God. Absolutely. Children are created in the image of God. Children are human beings fully. They don't need to grow up into that. And so the things that hurt us may hurt them as well. And acknowledging feelings is so important. And I think God models that to us, especially especially in the Psalms. The way he listens to David and allows David to bring all the emotions against him, against others. He just lets David bring them. And how does he respond? Gently, kindly, giving him rest, giving him protection. He never snaps back. He doesn't call David absurd for having these big feelings. He soothes us. He restores us. He gives us rest. And um, in this book, so in the chapter about dealing with feelings, she writes, acknowledging feelings is more than just a trick or technique. It's a tool that can transform relationships. It also lays the foundation for kids to develop the capacity to care about other people and accept their feelings. It says that it creates an atmosphere of goodwill in which all things become easier and more pleasant. And then she quotes some research from John Gottman and says, um, talks about uh, the research is about parents with different communication styles and it takes place over years. The results showed that children whose feelings were identified and accepted had a new an enormous advantage, regardless of their IQ or their parents' social class or educational level. They had longer attention spans, did better on their achievement tests, had fewer behavior problems, and got along better with teachers, parents, and peers. They were also more resistant to infectious diseases and even had fewer stress hormones in their urine. All right. Um, so I think one, the reason we need to acknowledge our kids feelings is because God does that for us. And in this book, she talks about a lot of different ways that we can acknowledge our kids feelings. And I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a book that I recommend. The best way is empathy. And she talks um, through ways to do that. But I think for us as Christians, the number one reason, the number one reason to do it is because God does it for us. God empathizes with us. It doesn't mean he agrees with all the feelings that we bring to him, but he allows us to have them. He doesn't shame us for having feelings, even if they're feelings that he doesn't approve of. 
even if we bring them to him in ways that he doesn't appreciate. God allows us to feel the feelings. And then, then later, when we are in a teaching mode, a learning mode, he will teach us and he will guide us. But he allows us to have the feelings. So that's it for today. I want you to just practice this week considering what would it feel like to have someone say that to you. Um, We as Christians know that it is important the way we love others. And we also have heard the parable about um, not trying to take the splinter out of someone else's eye when there is a log in our own eye. And so as we talk to our kids this week, I want you to consider what is the log in your eye? Are you talking to your kids in a way that models God's empathy for us? God's allowance of us to express our emotions? Are you allowing your kids to freely express their emotions? And that doesn't mean with hurting others physically or otherwise, but teaching them in the appropriate time when they are able to be taught um, and practicing empathy. We do need to teach our kids. We do need to help them grow and mature, but we also need to know when the appropriate time for that is. And it's not when their brain is not teachable. When they are having big emotions, they're thinking part of their brain is not working. And so that's not the time. For us to be good teachers, good disciplers of our kids, we need to know how they learn, when they learn, and how they learn to regulate their emotions and then to later accept other people's emotions is with empathy and by acknowledging their emotions in the moment. So mamas, I'm sorry for this voice craziness that I've got going on, but thank you for listening. Just want to encourage you to, um, again, think about how does that feel? How does God respond to your emotions? And how can you take one step closer to being more like Jesus in empathizing and responding to your kids' big emotions? On behalf of God, thank you for loving and playing with his kids. Have a great week, mamas. Mamas, I am passionate about the Connected Families Framework and wanting to help you through parent coaching because it has changed the way I parent. I knew how to teach my kids about Jesus and all the good moments in the fun, in the play, but I really struggled with discipline. I did not know how to love my kids well in moments of stress and misbehavior and disrespect. And yet, through the Connected Families Framework, I have learned how to love my kids unconditionally even when they are misbehaving. Do I do it perfectly? No, but do I do it better than I did a year or two ago? Absolutely. And you can too. We can show our kids God's unconditional love and that they are called and capable and responsible for their actions in loving ways 
and ways that point them to the Lord and do all of that in times of discipline when we may want to yell and scream and just lose it. But by connecting with God first in ourselves and knowing what's going on in us, we can show our kids that they are safe with us. And then we can be equipped to show our kids God's grace and God's unconditional love and show them that they are loved no matter what. All of this while holding them accountable to becoming the person God created them to be. And moms, I can help you do that through parent coaching. It's a four session program using the Connected Families Framework. And I promise you it can work if you put in the effort. Contact me today at joy at created to play to find out more information on how you can sign up to work with me and become a more peaceful, purposeful, and playful parent. Well, mamas, that's it for today. Thanks for joining me on Playfully Faithful Parenting. I'd love to keep the conversation going over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you felt encouraged or equipped by today's show, do me a favor and leave a review. I can't wait to hear your story. Till next week, keep playing and pointing those littles to Christ.